Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome to the debut episode of Poised for Exit, a podcast show for business owners and advisors. Today, my producer, Bob Sansevier, will be interviewing me about the show and some of the guests that are going to be featured. We're looking forward to having you listen to us and learn as much as you can about exit planning and business readiness. Well, Julie, I appreciate you inviting me in to talk to you. I think it's important. People need to get to know you a little bit and just know how strong your background is and why you're the person. Well, you, you wrote a book about it, Poise for Exit, but to know more about you. So share with people a little bit about your background, your firm, and the various organizations you're affiliated with. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I have a, comp- a company that I own called Key Strategies. I launched that company in 2011, and I started out as a business consultant working with privately held companies, helping them to grow and improve, implement strategy, and things like that, um, as a business coach primarily. And then I became a certified exit planner in 2015 and have been running my exit planning business practice alongside the business consultancy, which is a ver- actually a very good pairing of the services that I provide. So you know, a lot of people say, well, what did you do before you became a consultant? And my answer to that is I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So I owned and operated several companies over the course of 23 years, managed several locations, lots of employees. Um, We had four companies at one time. And so when my business owners are having a hard time with certain issues, um, you know, staying awake at night and and uh, having problems with employees and, and revenue and things like that, I, I've lived all that. And so um, it makes me um, a more effective consultant and um, more empathetic, if you will. Well, and you wrote a book that you just had come out. Mm-hmm. So the podcast and the book have come out about the same time. It's called Poise for Exit, A Woman Entrepreneur's Guide to Business Transition. And now this is for women primarily, but are you letting a guy buy it, too, if he wants to take the advice? Or is it just for women? So they could be prepared and men could just flounder. Yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good question. Um, I wrote that book with men and women in mind. In well, terms, good. Yeah, in terms of the process of exit planning. Truthfully, I did some research a couple of years ago to see if anything had been written for women on exit planning, and I couldn't find anything. But yet there's 11.6 million women-owned businesses in the United Is States. Is that right? Yeah, generating $1.7 trillion worth of revenue. And they really don't get the attention that they deserve. And I know that because I've lived it. And so I thought, well, I'm going to just write this book from a woman's perspective and focus on some of the things that women go through that are different from than for men in an exit planning situation, but the process itself isn't any different for men. What what are the differences that they would go through? Mm-hmm. Good question. Well, I think that that the differences uh, tend to be uh, more emotionally charged and more intangible. Okay, so when you own a business and you manage people, pretty soon when you've got people that have worked you for you for a long time, they become like your family. 
And women tend to, not all women, but women tend to have uh, nurturing instincts and they tend to put other people before themselves. And pretty soon it's a, a very difficult thing to be able to sell your business and say goodbye to your quote unquote family. Now, have you met a lot of women who were reluctant or they plan in a few years to cut the tie, but they can't cut the ties because they feel a uh, obligation to their employees and their workers. Mm-hmm. Does that happen more with women than men? Is that, is that what you're, you're talking about here? In a way, yes. Uh, and yes, I have had situations like that. I mean, I'm just thinking about my own situation too, right? I, that's why I can align with it. Men have this problem too, but not as much as women do. And then when you take that a step further... That's because we're heartless. Well, no, no. It's just, you know, men have other things on their minds besides just um, their employees, right? They're thinking about that next act when they get to go golf more and fish more and buy that new hunt boat. more. And buy the, yeah, exactly. And when you ask a woman entrepreneur, what are you going to do after you sell the business? What's your life looking like? And many times are meant with like a blank stare. Really? Yeah, they're really not sure. And I remember when I got a phone call from our investment banker, and we had a viable deal. Uh, Like it was past the LOI stage, right? So the purchase agreement had been offered, and I I should have been excited, and I remember just like having my heart in my throat, like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what my life would be like without my business. Yet this was what I wanted, right? And I just remember feeling like breathless, like scared, like afraid, like what's yeah. next? What am I going to do? So it doesn't mean that you don't figure that out, um, but that is part of exit planning. That is part of the process. See, and I don't think, and and I know because you've told me, but most people, they think, you know, time I start thinking about retirement, I think next week I'll I'll, I'll retire or maybe next month. I better give it a little time. You give two weeks notice to switch jobs, I'll give them three weeks. But it's a lot different to do with the right type of exit planning and a lot longer, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Much longer. It, it actually, it, exit planning, if there's one thing that I can share with people about the process of it is that it is, uh, can be complicated and quite time consuming and time consuming because the owner has not prepared themselves and their business isn't ready. So it takes two to five years, two <laughs> years minimum, but, but five years is optimal to be able to really get things dialed in. You know, the business cannot be dependent on the owner. Otherwise, you know, the business goes away if the owner goes away. They have a hard time delegating. And sometimes sales are flat, and they don't have their key people retained, and they haven't updated their buy-sell agreement in a long time. The list goes on and on and on. And so you don't do all those things overnight. And, you know, many business owners can't afford to be hiring all these different advisors that need to be a part of the exit planning process besides myself. So you have to do that in steps. So what you're saying is I should have started my exit plan four years, 11 months, and two weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> right. If, if I wanted to retire in a couple well, of weeks. Well, if you just well, gave your notice, yeah. Now I have to start. <laughs> I have to start the clock now, so it's five years from now. All right, now, what are some of the insights you gained in the process of writing a book? Because people set out to write a book to give information, but they learn a lot themselves when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And what were some of the things you learned? Well, I was uh, recalling stories of clients that I had worked with over the years and was telling their stories. Really, the book is about stories. It's about 
different clients that I've worked with and their exit experience. And, and I saw a lot of the things that I recalled when I was writing about them in my own experience and vice versa. And then the insights that came to me were, well, I have already had my exit experience. I started a new venture in consulting and speaking and writing, which is what I do now, right? I do a lot of teaching and training. I haven't really talked about that either, but um, I just wanted to leave a legacy. So I realized that as I was writing this book, that even though I don't have this enterprise that I'm going to be selling or to a family member someday and leaving a legacy that way, I'm going to leave a legacy through what I know, and I'm going to pass this book on, and hopefully it will it will help some people long after I exit the planet. Now, all books are challenging, but what did you find to be the most challenging part of writing Poise for Exit? Just getting started? Because that's a problem for a lot of people. They mm-hmm. talk for years about writing a book, but they can't sit down and get started. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that was not an issue for you. Well, I had a lot of content already written, but then when I went through a three-day immersion in Vegas in early 2019 um, that was conducted by my publishing company, I It was real- not done at the craps table? No, not at all. Blackjack no, table. we were actually in Henderson, and I'm okay. not a gambler, so it didn't matter anyway. <laughs> but but, but uh, I realized that the content of the book and the purpose and title of the book were all going to be completely different from what I had planned on okay. doing. I was going to chronicle my experiences as an entrepreneur, and that was what I had been writing about. And I decided that, no, I'm going to tell the stories of clients that I've worked with instead. And so that was what I, I decided to write. The hardest part of it, though, was like to decide what to keep and what to take out. Editing is really difficult. <laughs> no kidding. I'm sure you know yeah, that. I've dealt with that as a writer. Yes. Uh, so, you know, yes. I've been a columnist at the Pioneer Press for yes. 30 years now. Wow. Now, you're a consultant, and you're, you're an author now, and you're a podcaster. Um, you do a lot of work with business owners, but there's other things you do as well. Mm-hmm. And explain some of those other things. You do a lot of stuff online as well. And just to fill people in a little bit more, what is it that you do beyond these things I just mentioned? Yeah, so aside from my one-to-one client engagements, uh, when I work with the smaller businesses, the privately held companies, um, generally speaking, those businesses are somewhere around 10 to 20 million in revenue. So, you know, the smaller side of the middle market, but higher, uh, definitely bigger companies than just the micro-businesses. And I do online training for businesses. I have a program called the Business Transition Readiness Program. And really what that's for is a guide for owners to understand what exit planning is, why they need to get started early, who needs to be involved, um, and how to set up a timeline, you know, and how to kind of go through the process of elimination of what they need and what they want. And it's a, it's a short course. It's only four sessions, 90 minutes each. Um, I've had great success in teaching it to business owners. And it's like I said, it's a great way for them to get the process started. And then I have one that I teach to advisors as well. And that one is called Jumpstart Your Exit Planning Practice. And that's for advisors of all disciplines who are interested in adding exit planning on to their current practice, whether they're a wealth manager, a CPA, attorney, doesn't matter. I've done that for the last three years because I'm on the faculty for Exit Planning Institute and also for Hoopus Network. And, um, and so I, I, you know, derive um, students, if you will, um, participants from the work that I do for them. And the do you sleep? Do. Yeah, once in a while. You have a, it sounds like you have a jam-packed day. Yeah. And now okay. you're kicking off Poise for Exit, but mm-hmm. next week it'll be a different role for you because 
you won't have me asking your questions. You're going to be the one asking questions. I know. And what guests or what type of guests are you looking for? I'm guessing they're all people, it, business owners and people who are entrepreneurs. I got that word out. And tell us what about the show and what you hope for people to learn from the show. And you're right it is in terms of listenership being entrepreneurs and advisors to entre- entrepreneurs. Those are the folks that are going to be, you know, primarily interested in the content of the show. And I really just believe that, especially for business owners, they're under so much stress right now. Um, anxiety levels are high. And I, I know just because of the clients that I work with and what they're going through and and the shows I listen to, the webinars I teach, the feedback that I get, they just need to have someone to um, direct them and advocate for them. So um, in respect of their time, this will be a short program, less than 30 minutes. But but all of the guests are going to contribute in some way, some kind of actionable content for business owners to take away and use right away in their business or in their life. You know what's interesting about what you say about anxiety I have friends and know people who are business owners whose businesses never shot, shut down because they're essential and others who have been shut down. The anxiety levels are high in both groups Yes, because the friends that have businesses, they're in fear that something will happen, mm-hmm. like coronavirus will spread through their business and shut them down. Yes, And the people who have been shut down, they're just in horrible uh, shape. And maybe they got some of the PPE money that was available, but I don't think anyone anticipated it would be this long before they could be up and running again. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just think of the business. I mean, uh, I had on, uh, on my show, the BS show, the executive director of, uh, basically the liquor association and they deal with bars and restaurants. Hundreds have closed already restaurants, hundreds. I and I don't think there's going to be a lot of movie theaters won't be reopening. But so how do you talk people through that and try to keep their spirits up Mm -hmm. because that's what they're all dealing. I mean, you become part uh, therapist Mm -hmm. as well as advisor. I mean, and everybody is different. So you can't have a one size fits all advice for these people. No, there, you really can't have one size fits all. There's no way. And I'm not a licensed psychologist. So if, if uh, obviously (laughs) actually that industry right now is doing very well. Um, I just spoke with, yeah, I just spoke with the owner of, uh, of a clinic. Actually, she's got several locations and she said they're busier than they've ever been. Um, and so, it, you know, it's good for me as an exit planner, as an advisor to business owners to have those relationships so I can refer people to them. Right. So there's that. But, it, you know, just the basics, starting with the basics for people who are really struggling. I think that if you focus on your strengths, where are you strong? Where are your resources? What resources do you have? Even if they're not monetary resources, everybody has resources. Focus on your resources, focus on what you can control, and that's where you're going to find your new ideas and innovation. And utilize the folks who are around you, whether it's your key people um, within your firm, if you're still together, or it's your spouse, or it's your mentor, or people who are colleagues of yours or roundtable members, Whoever those people are that you know, like, and trust the most, brainstorm with them. What can we do? How can we shore this up? What can we do next? If what we're doing now is ending, then there's always a new beginning. Focus on what that new beginning could be because we're not over, right? We're not no. done. We're, oh, gosh, no. We, we still have, um, obviously, we still have issues with the pandemic that we have to face. But as long as we're still on this planet, there's still hope. Now, I noticed the way you worked, like a key issue in, key 
keys. Do you do that a lot? Do you always use key strategy, key issue? I don't know. It must be subliminal. Yeah, it probably is. (laughs) Now, the book and the podcast, how will one differ from the other? Because I would think that some of it, when you're talking to people, you will get into things that you did not get into in the book. Absolutely. You know, that would I, that's what I think would be the biggest difference. But you tell me what's going to be the biggest difference. Well, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's no way that you can pile all this content that you're going to have in all these different shows with these different people into one book. I think that the book is um, a high-level, 30,000-foot look at what we're going to be talking about in the show. The show is going to expand on not just best practices in exit planning, but also best practices in in living and vision and um, running a company and building relationships and leadership development, all of those kinds of things that business owners need, right? Just a, kind of a holistic view of, of living as an entrepreneur. And as an op- entrepreneur, you have learned a lot of things over the, well, you're still young, so not over the years, over the months. No, it's, it's been a year or two since you've been doing it, right? <laughs> but what, what do you wish you learned sooner? Anything that you, you know, you've learned more recently, boy, that would have been helpful, you know, five, 10 years ago. Yeah, even 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, when was my exit? 2008, so 12 years ago already. Wow. Yeah. I wish that I would have known that there were people out there who had specialties in transition and exit planning. I wish I would have had better advisors. I didn't have good advisors to give me good advice and having people to help you along the way so that you don't have to take your foot off the gas when you're trying to run your company is essential. You cannot take your foot off the gas when you're trying to transition your business. You need to rely on the experts, the people that can carry the heavy lift, do the heavy lifting and carry you through and and advise you so that you can make good sound decisions. You would have been great if you had a time machine. Then you could have gone to 2020 and asked the 2020 version of Julie, what do I do? Because you would have had all the answers would have been so nice. to do with that. All right. You know what? Um, why don't we take a quick break? And when we get back, uh, you're going to give people a lot more information about your guests coming up and what they can expect. So let's take that quick break from Poise for Exit and come right back. And remember, next week, you're going to be the one saying that. I know. I can't wait. I, I You're doing great. All right, we'll take that quick break. Be right back. Do you know what it means to be transition ready? Does the thought of your future business exit bring on feelings of anxiety? If so, you are not alone. In the Business Transition Readiness Program, you'll find the answers to these questions and many more. According to award-winning certified exit planner Julie Keyes, it takes at least five years to prepare an owner and a business for a future exit. The Business Transition Readiness Program will help you unpack the complexities of exit and transition planning, shed light on the unknowns, and help prepare you and your business to exit on your own terms and not someone else's. You can get more info and register for upcoming programs at poisedforexit.com. Just click on Owner Program. I've got a promo code for you for the Business Transition Readiness Program. It's READY, R-E-A-D-Y, through July 31st. Next, I'd like to tell you about some of the guests we're going to be having on the Poised for Exit podcast show. Coming up on June 3rd, we have Chris Jones, who is the managing broker for Sunbelt Midwest. We're going to be talking about the M&A market going forward, what business owners are going to need to know as sellers or buyers of a business in the future. On June 10th, we have Nikki Vincent, who is an Olympic connector. 
Nikki is the executive director here for the ACG Minnesota chapter for Association for Corporate Growth, and she's going to be talking with us about her businesses and her leadership. On June 17th, we're going to be talking with Debbie Peterson, who is a National Speakers Association member and keynote speaker. She speaks to corporations and individuals and executives about gaining clarity and leadership development. And then lastly, on June 24th, we have Henry DeVries, the publisher of my book, Poised for Exit. Henry is going to be talking about how to become a thought leader in your industry. I hope you can join us for the Poised for Exit podcast show. We have many more guests coming up every Wednesday. And thanks so much to Bob Sansevier for the great interview today. It was so much fun.